0: that fresh produce stand there that's a beauty what do you listen to
1: my favorite murder podcast taggart and Torrance podcast the produce stand Ah, uh, fucking sexy
2: it's thirsty thursday and that means we are once again hanging out the produce stand a podcast covering everything in the universe Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one is about to catch its white whale. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirly Matt and the vociferous Victor. And joining us this week... He's an award-winning actor, writer, producer, known for roles in Smallville, Supernatural, Caprica, Elysium, Godzilla. And, okay, he had a lead role in Monster Warriors, Nineteen Two, and he played freaking Don Cherry in both Don Cherry movies. But we all know and love him as a stoic protagonist, Hick Wayne on Letterkenny, and the opposite of stoic titular character on Shorzy. Please join me in making some noise for Jared Kiso! Wondrous! Oh,
0: my God! Oh, my God! Wait, 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 wait! God, take,
2: God. Take, oh I regret nothing. Welcome. Uh, this is weird to ask, say, but welcome to the produce stand, Jared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh,
2: the appreciation is 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 completely uh, mutual. Um, I mean it's 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 hard to believe you're here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I know we only have you for a limited time, so we kind of want to race through uh, your origin. I mean, it's well documented in other other interviews so we're going to kind of get to some of the important stuff but well first of all let's get let's get like how did you get into acting in listool?
0: i uh i'd been playing hockey all the way up and Mm. i played up to junior b which is you know before major junior and i think it kind of occurred to me that i wasn't going to go to the next level in hockey i just wasn't uh Uh, I I wasn't good enough. I wasn't tough enough. Hockey was a a lot tougher back then, too. And you had to become a man pretty quick. And Mm -hmm. I guess I I just wasn't really ready for it yet. And so I had to figure out what else I I was good at or or could be good at. And um, I really liked drama class. And so I I just decided to to pursue it. And I connected with, uh, I guess, my drama teacher, Mr. Cuska, but then Steph Webster and her husband, Justin, still good friends of mine today. You spoke... Uh, with Keegan Long about uh, about Steph Webster. That's right. Yeah. Uh, But she was she was very important to me as well. They put me in a play at their uh, community theater in Listowel and uh, I caught the bug. And um, I think I decided that film was maybe more for me than TV. So I got in my Jeep and drove out west to Vancouver and started auditioning.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I love that story when we talked to to Keegan about And the whole class came out and they were extras in a couple of episodes and like bringing them in. Like, how special is that for you to have her there on site now seeing what you do?
0: It's awesome. Um, you know, we bring in a busload of, uh, kids from Listowel every season, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and find something for, for them to do. We try to give back as, as much as we can along the way. And, uh, I think we can always give back more, but that's the thing that, uh, that we've done every season, just bring the kids in from Listowel, give them that experience, let them see a film set, how it works, how it operates, uh, feel that excitement and, and maybe inspire them.
2: Now, your journey, your journey down to L.A. and then back again is well documented, like I said before in previous interviews. So we'll just kind of move on to Monster Warriors. <laughs> you knew yeah. we'd have to ask you about this. How did you sure. uh, w- 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 explain to us what Monster Warriors is?
0: Well, I'll thank Awesome for the question. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, that was a, a huge break for me. I was in my my second year of acting. And uh, there was this this new uh, YTV kids show, and you know, to a, a lot of people, that wouldn't be a a, a very exciting prospect. But you know, I I didn't have a lot of experience, mm-hmm. and it would be a 24 episode season, so I would get that first big on set experience. And I think that uh, it, it would be a show that uh, wasn't too heavily viewed, wasn't too heavily scrutinized, and so I could kind of cut my teeth there on the smaller stage. But then we ended up going a season two. For a total of 48 episodes, so uh, that, that's where I learned the ropes. That's where I, I learned uh, day-to-day life on on a, a film set, and um, it was a very, very valuable experience. I feel very fortunate.
2: You kind of taught you the mechanics of being on a show and 24-episode yeah. show back when when seasons were that long.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a wonderful opportunity. You know, I got to live in uh, in, in Barrie, Ontario, uh, which is a great town at, at the time, actually. Uh, it was the fastest growing city in North America behind only Las Vegas. So, yeah, there, there was a lot happening there, but uh, we love to go to a bar called Tips downtown. We we all really loved it there. Uh, if, if I have my way, I'll get to live in every Canadian city for a little <laughs> while. But I, I loved my time in Barrie.
2: Very cool. You never went to Donnelly's when you were up there?
0: I don't think I don't so. Think What's the other? Thing? There's the Queens head downtown. Yeah, is that yeah. the, is that what it's called? The Queens?
2: Uh Queens hotel is still there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So okay. the yeah. rocks,
3: the rocks, the rocks, yeah, the still rocks, the nightclub,
0: those
3: are all still
2: there. We,
0: yeah. There were, there were a handful within stumbling distance, but we got into the most trouble at tips. It was kind of our cast and crew hangout. Oh,
2: wow. Barry in trouble can, can be synonymous sometimes for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> After uh, how long after
2: monster warriors would, was 19 too? because I, I got to give you kudos. I watched that front to back and it was an amazing, amazing series.
0: Thanks very much. Uh, it, it was 10 years after mm-hmm. um, uh, monster warriors. So I'd, uh, I'd i been auditioning for a, a decade at, at that point when, when I got it, but um, that was another one, another situation I found myself in that I, I feel so fortunate to be in because, you know, as a, when Letterkenny got going, I, I I I was on the darkest drama in Canadian TV and mm-hmm. the silliest comedy in Canadian TV, <laughs> and to, to, to cruise back and forth. I don't think many actors uh, get that sort of opportunity to have the best of both worlds. Yeah. But I'll I'll tell you something about nineteen two. You may find this hard to believe. I think I told you about this yeah. uh, in person actually, but. We laughed more on 19-2 than we do on Letterkenny or we do on Shorzy. We did some of the hardest laughing of, of my life on wow. that show. Um, and it's because the cast was so close off camera and w- we still are. In the last two weeks, I, I think I've talked to all of the main cast at, at least once or oh, FaceTime. Really? Wow. Yeah, we all remain really close. but. We were so close at at the time too and spending so much time together that we just knew each other so well and we knew each other's goofiness and silliness. And so then when you're in a scene, a 19-2 scene, you know, it's, it can be very heavy, it can be very intense, but there's your buddy trying to put a serious face on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, like saying, like uh, Bruce Ramsey's uh, case, he, he played uh, Jean Dron like screaming at you, like spitting, screaming at you. There's just nothing funnier than that. There's nothing funnier <laughs> than, than seeing your pal put on their serious face. And <laughs> we I- we we laughed so hard.
3: Yeah. And you clearly built some really big relationships in that mm-hmm. show. Like you're talking about now, but they, they obviously carried through into uh Letter Kenny and even Shorzy with some of the the talent that, that you met there.
0: Yep. I'll get everybody from nineteen two on on a show of mine down the road. That's for sure. Just love the, it. Yeah, they're all very special people to me. I, I care about them all very much. So let's get to why we're here today.
2: We were assured okay. that you'd be a guest on our podcast once Letter Kenny was over. So we're really pumped that you're here. But also sad about why you're here. Um, I guess we were hoping we'd win you over with our charm or, you know, break you down with our persistence, but um, (laughs) close (laughs) here you are. And you know, uh, it just, you, you you guys announced last week that season 12 of letter Kenny is your last. Uh, Why?
0: Uh, I think we've done everything that we can do on, on that show. Uh, You know, I've, I've written or had a hand in, in writing uh, all uh, 81 episodes uh, I'm always looking for for something new and exciting to do with the characters, uh, a new opportunity to develop them, uh, help the audience understand them just a little bit better. And it gets tough around uh, it, it gets gets tough around the 50 mark. It gets really tough around the 70 mark, and I guess I decided at the 80 mark that 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 was it. But um, it's always nice to go out on a high note. Uh, and we had just finished our sold out US tour, uh, mm-hmm. and the vibe was was really good. And that was the high note that I was looking for to end on. So I made the decision. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's like this. This show had so many firsts for me. It's a, a first time as a comedy lead. First time as a TV writer, first time as a TV producer, uh, showrunner. But like, outside of being captain of a hockey team, is the first time that I was the boss. And you know, another first after doing so many episodes was figuring out if maybe I was done, and then deciding I was done, and then telling everybody I was done. And that that wasn't easy, you know. But uh, when you know, you know.
3: Well, I mean, I'll say first congrats on the show and I know we're going to say it again and we obviously are fans of it Um, but you you did touch on something there where you know you've mentioned a lot of firsts so when you went from being solely an actor and and diving into this space of leading deciding driving an entire show um, what was that transition like for you
0: uh, I, I kept that pretty simple. You know, when uh, when we started on on YouTube, it was just two minute videos of straight to camera jokes. So, mm-hmm. you know, laughs on a second to second basis was was what was most important to me. And then in making the transition from two minute YouTube clips to 30 minute episodic, I I, I just I use the same approach. I'm just going for laughs on a second to second basis. As my my first time as a a TV writer, uh, so uh, certainly crafting a story uh, was not a strength of mine, and so I decided that while I figure that part out, while while I figure out uh, that method, I would just focus on on laughs on a second to second basis. But that's really where where uh, tyranny comes comes into play. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd never done uh, uh, anything like this, and uh, Mark Montefiore mm-hmm. from Metric Media. Yeah. We decided that it'd be best to pair me with somebody who could kind of show me the ropes. And boy, we, we got a, a leader with Tierney, you know, and I can say about, I can say a lot about him, <laughs> but he taught me everything I know about being a, a showrunner and a producer. You know, I'd, I'd never done either job. One of the things that I'm I'm most thankful to him for is, is he taught me how to speak to a network. He taught me how to speak confidently without ums and uhs. Apologies in advance if I'm doing too many ums and ahs now, but uh, he taught me how to give network confidence in me, when to dig in my heels, when to push back, when to give a little bit. He set that example for me early that I was able to learn from, and I took everything I learned from him and became my own producer and my own uh, showrunner. I, I, if if we're on the tyranny topic, I, I mm-hmm. got to say too, he's the funniest guy I know. Like, think about who the funniest person you know is. You know, you might have to think kind of hard. I don't. He is so quick witted and so sharp. And I I don't have that skill. And that's why I I admire it so much. I'm better thinking about things and writing things down. But, you know, he is sharp to the half second. You know, he hears a half second of something he can formulate a funny rebuttal or or quip to, and he's got it and he says it. And I laugh. Yeah. So very thankful for Mr. Tierney and and everything that he's taught me and, and everything that he's done for me.
2: Glenn Amazing. quickly became one of our favorite characters on, on the show. So yeah, he's that,
0: that's that that's across the board. I was actually yeah. uh, I was on a Zoom a couple of days ago with Lisa Codrington and Maynard James Keaton from Tool. And uh, Maynard just wanted to get on with her so bad because he's such a big fan, but mm. we got on and and we talked about Glenn like pretty much the whole time. So <laughs> <laughs> very memorable characters, probably our 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 most memorable Gail and Glenn, the two G's. Amazing.
2: Now you mentioned the letter Kenny answers uh, videos that led to the show, and uh, often your partner in those videos, Nathan Dales, uh, mm-hmm. was was involved. So I mean, talk a little bit about working with Nathan and and your journey with him.
0: Yeah, well, I'll start by saying he's the most charming guy I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tierney is the funniest. Trevor risk is the best at a dinner party. Dalesy is the most charming. <laughs> um, you can so put nice. him. Yeah, you can you can <laughs> put him in a room with anybody, and and he'll be a home run. He'll be a Grand Slam, you will be a division clinching banger. He <laughs> is so sweet and so likable when he's at his best. And we've had so much fun together over the years since the Letterkenny Problems web series. You know, Letterkenny Problems was our third web series. It was, no, it, it was our fourth actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'd been test driving a number of concepts on YouTube. And, you know, if, if they didn't work or if the view counts plateaued before the numbers we were after, we would try something new. So he's been with me since I started writing my own stuff and I I owe him a great deal in in helping me get this whole thing off the ground and maintain it for that matter.
1: Jared where where did the spark for writing your own stuff come from? You you mentioned you spent 10 years auditioning for acting acting roles and like so did you always have this aspiration to have your own content and kind of be the uh, creator of your own show one day?
0: yeah victor i i want to touch real before i answer that question on on a time you cracked me up when when you were on set when i did i've been listening to your reviews uh of courtesy <laughs> and you didn't like that there were four teams in <laughs> the league you thought there should be more and then i showed you two leagues that had two senior leagues in, in uh, ontario and quebec that yep. only had four teams and you you said I'd have to consider the source of this information.
1: <laughs> Such a Victor response. I, well, I got I got to play my role, Jared.
0: Yeah. You got you got Victor
3: in his entirety in that moment. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, am, I, I was very. Uh, I, I was so impressed with that 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 cracked me out that a genuine laugh. I, but I will
1: I will make a correction. I had a problem with not the four teams. I had a problem with the three teams that would have happened if uh you know you guys got kicked out and that that's what i had i said God, that uh, can't happen you can't survive a league with only three teams that's that's not a real threat that's yeah. where i was coming from <laughs>
0: yeah i think i think you you've got something there i think you've only got three you're folding four you're barely keeping your head above water but <laughs> three yeah you're you're folding the league but anyhow uh, uh to answer your question uh there uh you know when uh Uh, I'd been auditioning for, for 10 years and, you know, in the Canadian industry, they really complicated uh, comedy. And I don't know who you can attribute this to. I I think, you know, it was a a lot of kind of the, the same thing from casting directors. If there was a comedy coming out, uh, you would get the question, your your agent would get the question, you know, does Jared get comedy? It's, it's, it's really a game of inches. It's like chess. And I disagreed with that. I, I think you're funny or you're not. And uh, it's really no more complicated than that. And so if I I guess I, I just kind of understood that I, I wasn't gonna get the opportunity unless I made the opportunity for myself. And so I, I started writing stuff and chucking it on the, the wall at YouTube and seeing what stuck. But it certainly uh, very quickly became my passion. I didn't know that I would take to it the way I have. You know, I, I really, really like acting. The good thing about acting is it's, uh, it's, you're, you're doing it with, with a team. Very rarely are you doing it by yourself. And I like that aspect, but writing is a very solitary activity. You know, it's, uh, you're, you're doing it by yourself, or or at least I am. I, I like to work alone and. Then kind of dish out my work after, and you know I get a little bit weird when I'm I'm writing, uh, I get a little bit squirrely. Um <laughs> But uh, the feeling at the end that I'm actually uh, experiencing right now, we're we're in uh, uh, Sudbury, uh, we're about to shoot Shorey Season Three, and and I've just finished the scripts, completely finished them yesterday. And that feeling, you know, after battling through it, struggling through it, all that time alone, standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down, walking across the room, calling Kara to procrastinate, bitch about <laughs> something. Uh, when you get to the end of it, there's there's no better feeling, especially if you're proud of it, which I am. Um, I, I was actually I started to listen to uh, to your reviews this morning. Um, <laughs> and th- this is going to be our most interesting. Uh, see, it's going to be our, our, our most entertaining yeah. uh, season. Trace does... Such a good job too, and again to do some voiceover work for the show. I think so good, so uh, he's going to be tickled when he hears that. Thank you.
2: Quick question. Well, first of all, uh, we've been seeing some of the you know the the Instagram shots from from the the actors with with their scripts in binders, and I feel like there was a a missed opportunity there for those scripts to be in dual (laughs) tangs. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just Didn't saying just yeah, say uh, th- that that is a missed opportunity not not my uh, not
2: my idea though i forget who said it in in our in our uh, discord but yeah i'm like that's right that should <clears throat> they should totally have been delivered in dual tanks um, is there anything you're bad at jared i mean comedy writing producing acting hockey drum you're a drummer even tell <laughs> us give us some yeah. hope tell us something you tried that you that you were like not good at
0: I couldn't fix a sliding screen door. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> not, uh, so I'm not handy around the house. Uh, I've always, uh, you know, I I grew up uh, doing labor from uh, at our family sawmill and, mm-hmm. in Listowel from twelve to nineteen. So I'm I'm really good. There's there's nobody better to help you move. I can get your stuff from point A to point B quickly and efficiently. But like uh small tasks around the house, uh fixing a sliding screen door, say maybe replacing a toilet seat or something. Like even if there's a very simple YouTube tutorial, I, I can't figure it out. I'm completely useless to my family there. <laughs> okay to answer your question.
2: Perfect. Thank you. We oh, yeah. we needed that. Well, we needed well, something.
1: I'll <laughs> I'll mention drumming. Uh did you was that always just a hobby or did you ever have silly aspirations of being a, a rock star one day?
0: I don't know where I thought uh, <laughs> my band with Ryan McDonald plays Michael's on the show. We were called Sistine Shrapnel. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where I I thought that that, that would go. But I, I've always been a, a big music nerd. And uh, my two favorite bands at the time, Death From Above and No Age, I, I thought that we could put together some kind of combination of these two bands. And it could be pretty cool. We were a two-piece just like they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and awesome. again I, I i don't know where i thought that it it would go but i realized that i should try to be a master of one trade attempt to be before a jack of all so i stopped playing shows with the band and started writing
3: yeah fair enough quickly on that one so you, music both your shows mm. are highly eclectic cover mm. all kinds of music and i'll be honest majority of it i'd never heard until the shows and i'm very thankful that i now am aware of it but like yeah. How how do how are you choosing music for this? Like did you have any set of rules in your head that like when I'm looking for music, I, I I need to make sure it fits these? Or was it just I love it for this scene, it's going in? Like how did you land on some of the music?
0: Yeah, well that that's the most fun part of the job for me is is picking music you know there, there's a there, there's a lot of things uh, in life there there's a lot of great feelings you you will encounter and I won't discount any of the obvious ones but for me hearing your new favorite song for the first time there's just nothing better you're hearing it you feel that excitement you know you're going to listen to it 25 more times before you listen to any other song There's nothing like that for me. So because I I am so uh, passionate in my pursuit of hearing my new favorite song for the first time, uh, I'm listening to new music at least a few times a day. I'm doing a, a new Spotify playlist when I'm at the gym in the morning, when I'm in the car driving somewhere. I'm always in pursuit of new music. So I'm constantly stockpiling. And a lot of the times when I first hear a song or, or listen to a song, maybe for the 20th time in a row, I'll think about something in my head uh, that I could do with one of my characters that would make them look really, really cool. <laughs> and to give you, to give you a, uh, a little insider info on uh, how we kind of behave on Shorzy, and when you see us doing our slow mo walks and stuff, a lot of the mm-hmm. time you can't hear it because there's a soundtrack, but we're yelling, looking cool on TV, boys, looking <laughs> like cool on TV. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, with Letter Kenny as well, you know, choosing the music and building those music video sequences where there's no other uh, additional audio, I turn everything down and turn the music up. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of the job for me yeah
3: yeah and Uh, clearly i mean you even took a few moments i know like like dolo makes like his music made a few appearances i know risk did the music and some of the backgrounds of that like and i love that you always celebrate your friends and and the relationships around you as well through moments like that and that's fantastic
0: yeah yeah that's a a huge part of it for me too is uh and being able to make a tv show with my friends i guess you know we're we're talking about risky's uh (laughs) band in there you know uh, he just lives a few blocks away from me in uh, in Montreal now. And another one of our uh, longtime punch-up writers, Jason Kitts, lives there too. Um, I just really owe those guys so much on a professional level and on a personal level. Um, once a week me and those guys uh, hit a patio or a bar somewhere in in the plateau in Montreal we do a happy hour once a week we put our heads together that often and laugh about the things that are funny and bitch about the things that aren't and mm-hmm. so I, i'm very close with those guys and i owe them a ton
2: now we were talking a bit about 192 and and the cast overlap there with letter kenny i mean a lot of did you meet a lot of those actors on that and then brought them over to uh, Letterkenny? Like, for example, Dan Petron... I'm going to get his name wrong. Petronijewicz.
0: It's Petronijewicz. Petronijewicz.
2: Yeah. Okay, there you go. So was he yeah. somebody you met on 192, and you just had to have him on Letterkenny?
0: Yeah. The second you meet Dan Petronijewicz, you know you've never met anybody like him and you're probably <laughs> never going to meet anybody like him. That guy is a hick if there ever was one, you know? <laughs> I remember the first time I I met him. He's, he's got these boots on. He's got his uh, shirt tucked in. He's got this leather jacket that, like, not even my dad would wear. Maybe my papa would wear. Maybe my grandpa <laughs> would wear. And he lives in the sticks. He lives in Little Britain, Ontario. And he is rugged. That guy. He mm. is very very rugged. And a really, really good actor, you know, yeah. um, I think that, and, and, uh, I, I don't know if you guys do this, but he's a, a very, very successful voice actor as well. Uh, you've probably heard him on, uh, on the radio a little bit unknowingly, hmm. but he can do anything aside from, from being like just one of the best hangs ever. Every hmm. time we hang out it's so much fun, just laugh and laugh and laugh Uh, but he's so talented aside from that, you know, So when you've got that full package, a guy that you love being around and you love working with and respect and respect him as a performer, you want to keep working with him. And I think, uh, that
1: can be said for, uh, everybody on, on nineteen two. Yeah. That that I've brought over. Hey, speaking of Dan, and you you may not be able to answer this and that's fine. Um, but now with letter Kenny kind of coming, coming to an end. Is the community going to see any of the actors from Letterkenny in the future in Shorzy?
0: I'm not too sure yet. It's not something that I've put a ton of thought into, to be honest. You know, I've, I'm still, uh, it's been a year since we wrapped on Letterkenny and I just started looking at the road ahead immediately, you yeah. know? So, yeah. uh, I think that Shorezy is a very different world than Letterkenny. I think, um, my gut tells me it's, it's very hard to picture anybody from letter Kenny in there, but crazier things have happened.
3: Yeah. On the topic of casting, since we're, we're kind of in that space, I'm really curious what you wrote all these characters and you probably had in your head, had some real visions for what they were going to be like on screen. But when you went through the casting process or even when it started hitting uh tape, were there, was there anyone that really surprised you and brought brand new flair and you just took it in a whole different direction based on, what they brought to the moment?
0: Uh, So many of them, Matt. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I think, uh, honestly, I I could go down the list. I'll start with Milet. We saw probably 60 tapes for Katie over a month of pre-production. We were getting pretty close to going to camera. We were uh, days away from camera and we didn't have Katie. We didn't have a number three. But when we saw Michelle's tape, it was over across the board. Everyone knew immediately. There was no discussion. We cast her and we got to work immediately. On paper, it, it seems like a really tough job because there are like eight dudes on the main cast and one girl, yeah. but not when the one girl is Michelle Milet. I can confidently say that, you know, from the second she came to set these seven, eight dudes, whatever, we, we established ourselves as big brother types, even though Milette is obviously a sniper. Mm-hmm. You know, all of our first instincts were to make sure that she felt comfortable and felt cool because she was so outnumbered. And from start to finish, Mylette was all of our friends and coworkers and confidants. Um, and at the end of all that, we still think she's the biggest sniper on TV. And I think that that's pretty damn cool. Like she is. She's that cool.
3: Yeah. And on Cool Moment, let's celebrate her opening that she did on the Katie's rap still to me hands down one of the greatest openings in letter kenny
0: i appreciate that matt that's one of the biggest swings we took i'd say you know you you, you get to a certain point in uh, a show and and uh, you want to reveal more of the characters to the audience and help them understand them better you know for me letter kenny was kind of just a great big creative writing exercise you know i don't write things and unless they're fun and uh, even if i've committed to something in uh, a cliffhanger from a previous season wink wink listen to your last uh podcast and uh <laughs> sorry your beefs, beefs with that but i'll often i'm gonna see myself yourself, out now which, which I, I love you guys for that um and i listen to you uh for that but uh even if i've committed to something in a previous season if i get to writing it and it's not fun to write i know it's going nowhere so then i have to pivot that katie spoken word or rap or, or whatever you want to call it was so much fun to write it was such a cool creative writing exercise and you know when i decided to do something like that my and i are you know we put our heads together a lot on hip-hop music same with tj tj's a big hip-hop fan and so she was the one to do it and we were back and forth on that she was part of the process all through writing it and i think it's because i was just so excited about it and and wanted to share that with her and wanted to make her a part of it but yeah one of the bigger swings we we've taken on the show and and i'm really happy with it
3: it it paid off man it was so good Mm -hmm. Uh, on 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 that topic of that
2: episode i need to know 19 tarts why 19
0: (laughs) pardon me (laughs) why
2: why did katie have 19 tarts (laughs)
0: Oh, you know, laugh will have to ask Jonathan Torrens about that one. Oh, uh, okay. Was, all right. Was just, all <laughs> right, all right. Just, I, I didn't even realize that that was the same episode. I thought that was a cold open bit, but. Um, oh,
2: maybe it was uh, a different episode. Sorry. I, I was uh, conflating two. But yeah, I was just curious because I have this weird theory about it and, and everyone okay. laughed at me. But anyway, but uh, so you don't, you won't tell me. <laughs>
0: We'll just talk I, to Torrance. Yeah, I hadn't put much, <laughs> much thought into that one. But yeah, the I know that the Tarts episode was one that I did with Torrance. So yeah. I might have to ask him.
2: So just back to quickly about Danny P. He was going to originally be Squirrely Dan. It's it's well documented. And we've had Kate Trevor Wilson on and, and he confirmed it. But Kate Trevor came in because uh, Dan couldn't do it. Um, how did he change that character? Because I feel like... Squirrely Dan was probably written with Dan in mind uh, and Trevor probably changed it quite a bit.
0: Yeah. You know, um, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in that. And, you know, uh, Dan was, uh, Dan Petronievich was who I wanted for the part and he was network approved. I did the audition with him, but uh, he ended up getting a a part on suicide squad and it was a big long onset Mm -hmm. experience. And it'd be a ton of money. Those shows, they pay good money, unbelievable money. So he saw this opportunity and he had to take it. He's got four kids, you know, he's got mouths to feed and stuff. And and I understood and I knew I'd find a place for him. Mm -hmm. But we had K-Trev's tape already, Bay Trev, as I like to call him. And also Mark Montefiore was a huge fan Mm -hmm. of his. So Montefiore really, really liked him for the part too. And, you know, when I say everything happens for a reason, I think back on it. And as much as I was pumped to work with Petronevich on it, I don't know if there would have been enough of a contrast between Wayne and the Dan character at that point. I think that they might've been uh, a little too similar. Right. Uh, and I'm not sure the show would have been as funny. I think there might've been a bit too much testosterone in there. <laughs> and then, so K-Trev who's a, you know, he's, he, he was a theater kid. He went to performing arts high school. Mm-hmm. He's a really, really good actor. And we had his tape. And we knew how good it was. So it was a happy accident. You know, we we had this guy who was so good. And then you see the dynamic between Wayne, Daryl, and Dan. They're really bringing three distinctly different things. So it was a happy accident. You know, on the topic of K-TREV, you guys have met him, but... You know, there are a few things in life more gratifying than getting like a real good belly laugh at a K-TREV. Yes. It's just the best. Like you, you won't get it often. He doesn't spoil you with it, but when you get it, it's great. You know, I've done over a hundred live shows with him uh, across North America and, and he's a guy who gets on stage and people see him smile and they want to smile too. He just, he has that rare thing. And he also might be the only guy who loves a dick or a fart joke as much as me and Risky do.
1: So,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great.
1: Well, I I think we got that belly laugh out of him when he was telling us his bathroom story. Right, yeah. uh, Oh, boy. That (laughs) all checks checks out
0: now. (laughs) When he used the bathroom on set, that wasn't the actual toilet? No, No, no. we didn't hear that one.
1: (laughs) Clearly, has many bathrooms. Yes, he's got
0: many. many. (laughs) It's a
1: genre
3: for him. Um, That's amazing. I want Tanya. I want to give you. I feel like we're dominated, Tanya. I'm sure you've got a couple questions. I, you know, I'm just. uh, I'm I'm so excited, (laughs) and uh, thank you so much, Jared. I just. I love that you're here and that you're giving us your time. How do you stay humble with all of this? Mm. Like you are so grounded and so thankful. How do you do it with all of this um, that you've built?
0: I, I don't know. I, I think it's just my mom and dad, and how, uh, and my brother and sister, and and how I was raised in in Listowel, Ontario. You know, there's uh, it was also ten years of of the grind, ten years auditioning, and you know, for a successful actor, you get a successful actor might get 30% of the uh, book, 30% of the auditions that, that they get. So that's, that's 10 years of hearing no a lot. And so, you know, when, when I find myself in this very fortunate position um, it's not lost on me the time spent uh, or it's, 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 it's a, it's a very fresh memory uh, to me. I I should say the the time spent working my way up and, and grinding in, in that life and uh, I'll never take, being at this stage for granted because yeah, took me a while to get here.
3: Yeah. It will, it definitely comes across and and from everyone that we speak with, everyone speaks so highly of you and uh, it truly does come across and in, into the community as well.
1: Oh, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. And and Jared, I think one thing that's important I think to kind of point out is it, it's kind of crazy right we kind of started this 3 years ago as as a fun hobby really she uh, didn't kind of like it and look at her now <laughs> she's a walking <laughs> billboard <than> <laughs> um at, le- at least from my lens and and you know now there's this incredible community that follows us and i think that what's what's really incredible about a community and i think it it's a testament to w- what you've created is we don't have any bad apples, like you know, like every community's got bad apples, and yep. we have genuinely good folks that don't bring any toxicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's it's just people respecting each other, and it's 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 mostly focusing on positive, forward thinking uh, um, discussions, and and uh, I you know I think that again is a testament to what you've created on your mm-hmm. two shows.
0: I appreciate that, Victor. I've uh, I definitely clocked that about um, the crew you guys have assembled as as well. It was so cool to have you guys here and to have everybody in the room, and just to spend that that little bit of time together. It's it's moments like like that that it gets very real for me. You know um, that you guys care so much about the show and and uh, care so much about us that you want to come up, hang out with us. Uh, you're also patient in the stands to uh, doing VG work that day. Actually, I should say while well, while we're here, Al, it's background or extra, not background extra. Every time you say it, you say background extra.
2: So, so it's not like back catcher in baseball.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, having you guys there was was so cool, and having the whole group there, and and I followed on the pod your previous trip to Sudbury as well, but. You know the the Shorzy cast got to meet you guys too, mm-hmm. and uh, I know followed you out to a couple bars and and stuff like that. But you mm-hmm. know, I sincerely I, I listen to you guys all the time. I really appreciate what you've done for me and for our shows. I'm truly grateful. So thank you.
3: Well, I'm I grateful. I absolutely goes both ways. Yeah, and that 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 mean both trips. But I mean, the second one especially was. Mm-hmm exceptional and they the city opened their arms you guys did i mean the time that we spent with the cast at the bars it was so genuine and just a blast um but but i do have to ask though on a on a serious note Mm -hmm. when we kind of corralled you in that dressing room and and you walked in and you saw the four of us and our friends from across the u.s there how starstruck were you (laughs) Oh my! Oh, like wow. You've been listening
0: to us for a while, but I mean, there you're yeah. in the flesh. Wow. Yeah. You, you could, you, you, oh, you could see me stuttering pretty clearly there, Matt. I think, uh, I think you got an understanding of it pretty quick. Oh,
2: man. oh my. I expect that from Victor, but not from you, Matt. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay. In a few weeks, we're excited to go see, uh, uh, the letter Kenny presents, uh, comedy, uh, show in Burlington, uh, featuring Mark Ford and, uh, and Jeff McHenry, two of our favorites. Why don't we talk about a little bit about, uh, their uh, contributions?
0: Yeah, sure. I I guess I'll, I'll start with forward. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's a guy I, I have a ton of admiration for and a ton of respect for. He's a guy who's seen the hot and cold of the Canadian industry. He knows it better than any of us he's like me and Lisa Codrington uh, for that matter. And that when he comes to set to act, he kind of stays to himself. And I don't do this on, on letter Kenny, but I do it on, on other sets that I would go to. Um, you know, he's, he's not there cracking jokes or being overly social. He's off on his own, staying focused because what he's going to do when we call action requires a lot of focus. He's going to be shocking and provocative and, the people opposite in scenes, mm-hmm. he's going to be trying to make them laugh. He's one of those actors. He's actively trying to make you laugh. <laughs> so he's he's really forced to stay focused. Uh he's that kind of an actor. And uh, I, I guess like on on a, a personal note, like on, on top of that, he's uh a friend I've I've spent a lot of time with. You know, a, we've toured across Canada together, across the US together, but on the most recent tour, you know when we had the option to fly from city to city on tour rather than take the bus uh him and I would rent a car instead and and drive together uh, mm-hmm. from city to city and just talk and, and eat burgers and stop and see sights uh so we 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 become really close over the years and you know it, something i really value him for is uh if he doesn't like something i'm doing he's going to tell me mm-hmm. and i'll listen to him and Uh, I take forward's opinion and praise and criticism very, very seriously. He's just a guy I respect uh, so much personally and professionally. I just, and he's so funny. Um, So I want his respect because let me tell you, Mark forward does not give a shit. He, (laughs) he is his own man Mm -hmm. uh, and he'll always be honest with you. And that is rare. And I appreciate him a lot for it, but McHenry, that is a guy that uh, I'm really close to as well. He is a guy I save really, really special scenes for. I save scenes for him that I really, really like. I save scenes that really require, I guess, a, a standout performer, but someone that we don't see a ton on our show. So I've given him some of my favorite scenes uh, and built his character over the years. But uh, he's been with us since since day one, since since episode one. And I've just shared so many laughs with him over the years on the road and off, but Another thing that I'll say about him is he's a, a really really hard worker. He's really really committed to to what he does. Him and I have the same acting coach in Los Angeles um <laughs> that we both still work with and he gets uh he gets a lot from her as well. Crystal Carson is her name. So he's very very committed to to what he does. He puts in the work and I respect that a lot about him.
3: Talk a bit about some of the crew like i mean we, we we do a lot of time but we know you work with an unbelievable crew and we've been fortunate yeah. enough to speak to a number of them um like even like billy buttry we, we've hung out with him several times mm-hmm. and his evolution across the show up to dp and like you know you've got a really solid team in the back end as well it's, it you take a moment to celebrate some of them and, and and the work they do
0: yeah i'd love to we could talk about my crew all day you bring up billy buttry double b uh he's uh uh one of our original crew as well he's been there since day one scene one uh and he's still with me now uh it's been really nice having him back in in Sudbury and and working with with him again you know if you work together as as much as as people do on on film sets you know we're there five days a week the days are usually 12 hours long uh sometimes 14 sometimes 16 It's impossible not to become close. You know, like you see each other in all stages of the day. Jacked on coffee, crashing from caffeine, (laughs) sleepy after lunch, bedtime sillies mid-afternoon, can't wait to get the day done, the joy of rap after like a 14-hour day. You see all those things. You get to know each other very well. But this crew is so tight that, uh, you know, we often want to keep hanging out at at the end of days. You know, there's so many on this cast and crew or on this crew rather who have been with us since season one and I miss them when we're between seasons. I think about them a lot. I check in with them a lot. I really owe them all a great deal. Sorry if I'm uh, a bit repetitive in that sentence uh, particularly, but I owe them so much and I care about them so much. They are invaluable to me and and I work really hard to make sure that they know that on a day-to-day basis.
2: That's amazing. We're Running low on time, but really quickly on a few of these, because you mentioned, for example, Mark Forward is is very tough to act across from. I imagine Lisa Codrington is another one that uh, uh, would be tough to be across from.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Everybody will tell you that across the board. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's another auditioner that, you know, we saw a lot of auditioners for Gale, and some were close to what I thought I was after. Excuse me, but none really nailed it. And then when we saw Lisa's tape uh, and knew that this wasn't what we were going for at all, but after watching it, we and seeing her interpretation of the lines, we just knew immediately that people were going to like that. And then she came to set and she's one of those actors that's, you know, like forward. She's very quiet behind the scenes, always smiling, always friendly, but not uh, um, in quotations on. Yeah, um, which is kind of more more normal for, for actors. Actors tend to bounce off the walls uh, uh, between scenes. But uh, then when the cameras roll, she hits you with that weird. And anyone who knows me knows that I got a lot of time for weird. So <laughs> Lisa is a big favorite.
2: And I mean, the only other character on letter Kenny who's worthy of being uh, of, of commanding the screen with Wayne would be,
0: Tannis. Yep, there's only one Dio Horn. Yeah. I'll tell you that there's only one Dio Horn. She makes an impression wherever she goes. You meet Dio, you'll never forget her. You know, she was just the best actor. Uh, this, this. I don't want to uh, offend anybody, uh, but back when when she auditioned in season one, she was the best actor by far. By far, she was she was untouchable. Yeah she can flip flop from just terribly mean and terribly intimidating to so warm, so fast. What she does on screen is, uh, uh I just continue to find so impressive. So I'm a big, big Dio horn fan. And again, there's, there, there's only one There's no one else like her
3: on that topic really quickly. I mean, in letter Kenny, yes. And even more so in Shorzy, you've really put indigenous people's front and center. Yeah. And, and I would absolutely love it. But like, what, where did that all come from, and what does that mean to you?
0: I don't really have much to say about that um, because, I, yeah, I don't really think that there's anything uh, uh, remarkable, I guess, going on there. You know, Letter Kenny is a show set in Ontario, Canada, and yeah. there are uh, a lot of Indigenous people in in Ontario, and you know, people of sexual diversity in Ontario as well. So, yeah. they're, you know, they're on. It makes sense that they're on the shows that that's set there. Um, so, there's really nothing complicated about that. But a show about Northern Ontario, you know, we've got such a huge Indigenous cast for for Shorzy because there's there's definitely more Indigenous people up here than the area of Southern Ontario that uh, that I was from. So, kind of makes sense that that there would be uh, more uh, Indigenous representation on this cast. So, yeah. but yeah, I think we've got the best. Yeah,
3: I totally yeah. appreciate that answer. It's simple, but
1: yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, since you brought us back to Shorzy there, just a quick Shorzy question for you, uh, Jared. Um, so I recently rewatched uh, the Don Cherry movie or the two parts of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, let's just call it out. Like you, you were incredible on it, it but nice. it almost felt natural. I, I felt like you were just being yourself. Um, and and I don't know. Is it me or it felt like an origin story for Shorzy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Shorzy could could be Don Cherry as a young hockey player, yeah. and and even like there's a couple of lines. There's a pitter patter line, let's get at it line. There, I just feel like that was an origin story for you for for this character.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised. I said pitter patter in in Don Cherry. <laughs> I, I forgot that that I had, but I'm I'm not surprised. You know, uh, I, I think you might have picked up on that, Victor, because. There's a lot of the hockey world that really shares the same brain. Um, a lot of people uh, see the game of hockey one way or see the game of hockey the other way, and so a lot of uh, there are a lot of hockey tropes, uh, a lot of hockey people that that speak the same because their opinions are the same. So yeah, you'll I, I think you'll see a lot of recurring things in in hockey stories along the way.
2: So we're we're <laughs> running running out of time here. Uh, Matt, oh, there's no rush, guys. Great. Yeah. you sure? Okay. Yeah. Well, does Kara agree? Anyway, uh, so <laughs> quickly, let's uh, touch on, okay, we'll, we're talking about hockey here. Let's touch about, touch on the two hockey dum-dums. That Actually,
0: you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Kara, so mm-hmm. can I talk yes, about her Yes, absolutely. This will buy me some extra time. Yes. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a production <laughs> meeting at 11, so Kara, Kara's uh, uh, in here, but I'm going to say maybe we push that five minutes or, or yeah. something. I don't want to keep people waiting too long, but you know. Uh, since we've we've mentioned Kara, mm-hmm. um, she she you know I've I've got my my wife and and my mom and dad, my brother and sister. You know, I I should mention uh, the actor who plays Boots and his wife Sly. I've got a lot of people who are, who are who are very close to me. Kara's right there. You know, we we talk on the phone. She's she's our our executive producer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the big boss uh, on the show. Uh, uh, there's Monte Fiore at the very top, and then Kara. But we talk on the phone at, at least once every day. You know, while, while we're working, we talk multiple times a day. We'll, we'll often have multiple, like, 20 to 60-minute calls per day. And, and she just cares so much about the show. And I care so much about the show, too. You know, sometimes our calls are so passionate about it. I'll I'll wake up and some mornings my voice is raspy and I'll think I'm getting sick. But I realize it's because Kara and I were talking about something on the phone we both really care about. we have kind of been yelling. But uh, yeah, like I said, she's the executive producer of Letter Kenny and Shorzy. She's the big boss and nothing on the show works without her. I think it's important that the audience knows that she's the one person our our shows don't work without. Uh, She's all of it. She does everything. She's there for everything and she's there because she wants to be. Uh, She wants to know everything that goes on so she can be better at it the next time she sees it. She's that committed to her job. You know, and, and I think that every single show or movie or production company in Canada wants a Kara Halfletson. but we've got the only Kara Halfletson and i just like to brag about that uh, every <laughs> chance I get, Very but cool. to uh, the skids and hockey players, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really want to talk about them. Yes, please. Um, who do you want first? DP, Hersey, Sternsey, TJ? Let's
2: let's talk, start with the hockey dum-dums first. Dylan and Andrew.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. D- DP and Hersey. Well, this this started in the most organic way possible. You know, when we were all playing in a beer league team together, and uh, there, there were seven of us from the cast who were playing on this beer league team in, in mm-hmm. Vancouver out at UBC, and DP and Hersey were on the team. And so when I was casting the hockey players for episode five of the Letter Kenny Problems web series, I just had to look across the room You're right there. You know, uh, I guess I'll, I'll start with uh, DP here. I I call him my my most loyal soldier. He is he is true friend. Um, I just love this kid so much. Uh, you know, he's I, I would say like he's like the Canadian Ashen Kutcher. Uh, and it's it's not just because of his talent on screen. It, it's because he's a bit like Ashton Kutcher, I guess, in that he plays characters that may not be the brightest, right. but in reality, he is so smart. I mean, he's 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 hyper intelligent and and insightful and worldly. And I think that that stems from his just a general curiosity that that he has. He loves people and he loves their stories and he loves telling his own stories he's just he's got such a big heart he was raised by really good parents uh that i'm close with as well And yeah actually his, his uh his, his mom reminds me of my mom and his dad's now uh coaching uh the prince george cougars the whl so mm-hmm. dp and i are doing a road trip to follow the team around in january or february for a little while and i can't wait for that hersey same thing he is such a smart dude he's such an interesting dude you know and it, i He's the only one of us that was in university when Letterkenny Kenny started. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a fraternity, uh, and I kind of learned a lot about that life through him. Uh, Hersey and I, over the years, we've talked about everything. You know, we talk uh, about dumb comedy. A second later, we're on a world issue. Uh, he's telling me, you know, about a book about Palestine that is way too thick for me. And, you know, a second later, we're on to something very personal about ourselves. You know, he's he's a curious dude, too and like if, if I was in big trouble and needed someone to fight someone much bigger than me, Hersey's Hersey's the guy he's got, uh, he's got some brute strength, him or Jay Burton. Right. Um, <laughs> I learned, uh, the full force of his strength. Uh, one night we were coming home from the bar all banged up and I was in the front seat of the cab and he was behind me. I kept reaching back and grabbing his leg and, you know, he entertained the mischief for about as long as he wanted to. And then when he grabbed me, he could have flipped me onto my head from the back seat if he wanted to. He's oh. super, super strong dude. Oh, wow. Teddy bear at the same time. Oh. But, um, yeah, a lot of love for that kid. Sternsian and TJ. Kara, I'm 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 aware of the time I just I I gotta get uh I gotta get these guys in sternsey you know it, it, it's something that I really love about sternsey and kind of makes him a, a stand out here is aside from being shockingly talented this he, he is so talented uh, uh this guy across the board and second to none when it comes to creativity on set, is his commitment to the fans of the show. You know, he's become a prominent member of the streaming world, and he makes himself available to fans of the show in his leisure time. And I really dig that about him. Another thing I, I really dig about him is, like, he's, he's such a family man, you know, he I saw this video one time of him playing with his nephews, and one just bolted over and sacked him so hard. <laughs> and he, he laughed so hard. Uh, it was so funny. but uh, you know, in speaking about his you know creativity on set, this I go into TJ here too, but uh, those two, they're always so prepared when they come to set and they give us way more than what's on the page. way, way more. Between scenes, they're figuring out like things like how to enter a scene. And, you know, maybe TJ is going to hop on Sternsey's back. Maybe Sternsey's going to fireman carry TJ. Maybe they're going to wheelbarrow each other into the set. But, you know, for TJ, uh this goes for Sternsey as well. But like, like, like those are good actors right there. Really, really good actors. um TJ specifically, I think of all the actors I know that have. Success, he must have the most successful audition ratio from auditions to jobs booked. He's really good at what he does. And then when he gets to set, he's so prepared. He's so professional. He's ready to rip. Uh something that uh, you guys may not know is is that um uh, him and Tierney in scenes, Tierney behind the camera, TJ in front of it, they will spar uh verbally in scenes. They'll chirp each other during scenes, you know, and it's so entertaining for the rest of us. Uh, He would chirp Tierney for like his direct, like Tierney would direct him and and, uh, TJ will chirp him for his direction and then go into the scene. Uh, They'll chirp back and forth multiple times while the cameras are rolling. So we have tons and tons of footage of this. But after the chirping, TJ just clears his throat, goes into the scene and hits every single beat. So... Fun, uh, a fun thing for the audience to know is that you know while TJ is entertaining you at home, he's also entertaining the entire crew while doing the scenes uh, with the help of of Tierney, of course. But he's that dialed as as an actor. Amazing. Uh, just a, a ton of love for my guys, I guess, to sum it up. Just yeah. a, a ton of love.
2: Appreciate it, uh, Jared. I know we've taken more time and Kara's going to kill us, but we appreciate you taking the time. I, I, I'd i be remiss if I didn't ask is there a feature with Letter Kenny of a, maybe a movie or two? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, anything that we can maybe hopefully look forward to after season 12?
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Crazier, crazier things have happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think just about anything is, is, is on the table, but yeah, it's been, uh, right now I'm, I'm pretty focused on, uh, on the road ahead, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think all of us would be very interested in that as, as a, a prospect.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you can come back for Shorzy, but not for 20 years from now, because we yeah. want Shorzy to last as long as possible. Uh, Matt, do you and- want to ask your, your question real quick?
3: Yeah. I mean, I is everyone, I'll phrase it a little different. I mean, knowing what you've created and, 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 I mean, you guys have done the tours and I'm sh- sure you've got a pulse on, on the fandom behind it. You know, how does it feel to you to know that what you've created is so special to so many people out there?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's, it's you guys, you know, that people like our show enough and care about our show enough to want to talk about it, uh, create their own content surrounding the show Uh, I know not every show does that. So that is, it is, it is definitely not lost on me. You know, I guess going back to your crew, uh, to the people that, that you guys have put together, everybody being so passionate about the show and and you guys are so passionate about, about each other too. Like if you want good vibes, listen to a recap episode of the produce stand on a hangout when, when they've all hung out together, um, you will get the warmest fuzzies possible. Um, (laughs) So I I have the utmost appreciation for you guys and what you do. And uh, I will continue to listen. Thank you.
3: Thank
2: you so much. I mean, I can't think of a better place to end this. Um, So we're going to play us off here with a song by our buddy Joe Dolo that just dropped a couple of days ago called Taking Chances by Joe Dolo.
0: like me ain't trying but we ball busy making money if i ever miss a
1: call got back on my
2: tan that's all we have for this episode don't forget you can use the promo code Protestand for 20 percent off any purchase at dial if you'd like to support the podcast rate us on itunes spotify or become a patron you can also follow us on most social media outlets at protosan thank you for joining us on behalf of jared kara tanya matt and myself thank you for listening have a great week
0: thanks guys you gotta pay tuition pull it smelling like a whole pound on a set pull to your city downtown Check.